It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Make it a Christmas to remember in Southampton. It's a weekly look at life in the city, hosted by her, Zoe Hanson. And him, Simon Clark. This week, find out where you can up your Christmas craft skills. Anything from Christmas wreath making, Christmas jumper making, create your own Christmas table, how to dress the perfect tree. And where to go to get Christmas party ready. We've actually just launched the party pop-up. It's definitely the party season this year. It's a bit of a West Key special with lots of info about what they're doing in West Key and what some of the stores have to offer. All coming up. Although this week, everybody's been talking about Peppa Pig World. <laughs> so, Boris, he gets lost in his speech, ends up talking about Peppa Pig World, where he went last weekend. And have you seen the pictures, Simon? Him in a bobble hat <laughs> on the teacup ride. Yes! And he was going around on Grandpa's sailing boat. And I was thinking, wow, he's talking about Peppa Pig and holding up Peppa Pig as, you know, a real hero. Um, But imagine if you'd been at Poulton's Park this weekend and you're walking past or you're in the queue and you think... That's the Prime Minister in front of me. That's the funny thing, that none of those came to light. Nobody was posting pictures of them on Peppa Pig World rides with Boris in the background. But I wonder about, you know, Boris and his family being there. That must be very strange for them as well. Yeah, we've just come to a theme park for a day out. I haven't looked that closely at the photos, so I don't know whether there are members of the public in the background, but I wonder if they opened it early to let him in. Yeah, maybe. You can bet he didn't stop in the Premier Inn next door, though, like everybody else does. (laughs) Did you go to the Wacky Warehouse afterwards, Boris? (laughs) So my theory about the whole thing about mentioning Poulton's Park is because he wanted everybody talking about the fact that he'd lost his way in the speech and he'd been to Poulton's Park and he didn't want them talking about another news story that was going to happen that morning. Yes. Because he's famous for doing that. Do you remember the whole thing about how he makes model buses? Right. That was only there just so that we didn't all talk about another story that was due to break the next day. He's famous for doing that. But it's great for Peppa Pig World that he used them as his decoy away from whatever subject he didn't want everybody else talking about that day. And I'm sure they've seen an increase in bookings off the back of it too. You're right. And and the weird thing is, I was sort of strangely proud that, yay, we love Bolton's Park. We're always going there and we're always talking about it on the so-so show. I was really like, I know it was all a mistake and whatever, but I saw it as a real positive. (laughs) There was a lot to celebrate. Yeah. Now this week, we're going to be focusing our attention on West Quay and everything that's going on in West Quay this Christmas. Let's start by chatting to the general manager at West Quay, Laura Reed, who is determined after last year's restrictions to make this year's Christmas something special. So we've got quite a bit going on over the Christmas period. Firstly, we are going to make it snow. Some of you may remember last year we did make it snow. Well, we're bringing our snowfall back. So from the 1st of December on the upper terrace, which is just by the Waterstones entrance, we're going to have snow and we're also going to have a lovely herd of festive reindeer. Ooh. 
<laughs> so yes for photo opportunities um and we're gonna have some lovely uh lovely reindeer out there underneath the snow i love the snow i know that last year it was down on the esplanade wasn't it um and we came along and i hadn't told my daughter that it might snow and when it arrived all the kids just went up absolutely nuts there's something really magical about that and at that time of year isn't there absolutely i think as well because down on the esplanade you get quite a bit of wind in the winter as well it sort of blew it across the whole of the whole of west Quay. and so often we'd look out of our windows and go oh is it snowing and then we'd remember actually no it's our snow we did that <laughs> quite a few times that happened which always caused us all to have a laugh obviously um so yes yeah, so we've moved to the upper terrace this year and alongside our little herd of reindeer which is going in there as well so that would be really nice for families to come down and, and have some pictures and you know, fun in the snow. Grab themselves a hot chocolate, go and sit outside Waterstones and watch the snow. Lovely. Exactly, exactly. And then for the uh, for more for the grown-ups, we've got our seasonal sessions as well. And they're happening on the Thursday evenings on the 2nd, the 9th and the 16th of December. And you can come along. We've got a free Prosecco cart. Um, there's some free personalised goodies that you can get. And we'll also have some live jazz music as well. So that can all go on where you can go and have a look around the shops and uh, do your Christmas shopping. So, hang on, let's rewind that. You said free Prosecco. Yeah, I did. There's going to be a little... It's one, right? But I would imagine, yeah, yeah, we've got to (laughs) share it around, share it around. (laughs) But we do have have loads of lovely bars and restaurants that you can carry on with your Prosecco and cocktail drinking afterwards, of course. So what time does this start? Is it like 10am? I think it starts from six in the evening. So um, come along and uh, uh, enjoy that and do, do shopping at the same time. So... We've got snow outside Waterstones. Then you can come in and have a lovely Prosecco. You can listen to the jazz music. There's personalised gifts and do your shopping. There's nothing more festive, is there? Well, exactly, exactly. We just wanted to make it feel a bit special this year. We've got our late night shopping hours. We go to, from the 9th, uh, we go till 9 o'clock every night. So um, you can spread, you know, the, the, throughout the day. If you want to come when it's a bit quieter, we recommend early or late. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, hopefully the right environment for everybody and something that i know that you're bringing back i think for the fourth year this year is the toy appeal i love this go on tell us all about it so the toy appeal is something we're really proud to be involved with and we partner with southampton city council um we've done it like you say for a number of years now and we just collect gifts for the children within southampton and the local area that might not otherwise receive a present this year um, you know, children who might go without we, we don't like the thought of that obviously who does so we, we've got this partnership so people can bring presents a donation they can take a um, card from uh, our customer service desk which will give a name and an age so they know sort of what presents to buy or what age to aim for and then they just give it into our donation box which is on level three by the customer service desk uh, and then those children um, get their present on Christmas day and I think that's a lovely thing to do so uh, me and my daughter have done this for the last few years and when you take a tag sometimes you can sort of say okay can we have you know a girl who's the same age as my daughter and then she can choose what gifts we buy for that little girl so it's really special it's really personal and it stays locally so you know that's a really great thing to get involved in it's a great thing I mean last year I think it was over 10,000 presents uh, were donated um, throughout the city, not just from West Quay. And, and we've set ourselves a personal target this year of um, collecting 5,500 
presence from West Quay. So uh, we hope that everyone will help us to hit that goal. Um, you can donate anytime between now and the 20th of December. That's Laura Reed, the general manager of West Quay, and we'll be catching up with the brand experience manager at John Lewis shortly, telling us what they have going on in store this Christmas. Of course, Christmas has started in Southampton because it was the big light switch on uh last week and we did pop down there so me and my daughter and her friend we went down there it was busy but it was buzzing and actually I really appreciate what Visit Southampton tried to do so there was lots going on around the bar gate um, and then there was the Christmas market and then there was lots going on in the Marlins and in Westkey and I've got to mention it so in Westkey they had a Cadbury Secret Santa. <laughs> oh, wow. When you're queuing up, they give you a, a, a label so you can send a bar of chocolate to someone that you love and it will just turn up. And um, and I was thinking, I'll just send it to myself. Because <laughs> I know my address. Who else am I going to send it to? Maybe I'll just send it to myself. Would that be wrong? Probably not in the spirit of the occasion. <laughs> But yeah, it's probably open to abuse by quite a few people, but it's nice they had that going on. So did you have your first glue vine of the season in the market? No, I didn't because I was a very responsible parent. Okay. I had some chicken nuggets from Burger King. Nothing says Christmas like chicken nuggets. You could have had schnitzel from the market and you went to Burger King. I know, I know. And look, nothing would have pleased me more than going in there where they had a band playing um, and having a little mulled cider or something. But it was brilliant and it meant that everybody could spread out. So when they did the countdown, you had the counting down from 10 but it was all on the speakers so everybody could spread out it wasn't all just in one place it was a couple of years ago when e17 performed at the christmas light switch on and it was crazy around that stage everybody wanted a piece of them you know um but this year it was all spread out and it was brilliant you know when they got to number one all the lights went on and they started playing slade um, and that was Ace. And we all sang along and it's Christmas. And then they went into a Coldplay song. Christmas lights. I think that's what it is. It, it was it was a Coldplay song that I didn't recognise. So we went from singing along and jumping about <laughs> to What's this? Nothing is going to kill the mood like a downbeat piano ballad from Coldplay straight off the back of Slate. <laughs> Why didn't they play Fairy Tale in New York? Why didn't they play Mariah? No, they went in oh my gosh, with Christmas yeah. lights. But anyway, it was a brilliant night and all the performers, you know, they had stilt walkers and these beautiful angels. There was a, um, a living snow globe and it was all sorts of stuff and it was just brilliant. You know, you could stand wherever you wanted along the high straight, along Bargate in front of Marlins and you heard all of the music and all of the performers and it was just great. So it was full of the Christmas spirit and it was nice and socially distanced at the same time. That's excellent. Yeah. Let's head back into West Quay and catch Mercedes, the brand experience manager at John Lewis. And they have an awful lot going on in store this Christmas. There is this year and I think what we've tried to do is really bring it together for families um, and just have a place for them to be able to experiment, to play and to add extra decor to their house this year. Last year was 
quite strange. We were in lockdown, but people did decorate last year. Did they come here last year? Or do you think that sort of last year was just one to be forgotten? Yeah, strange one, really, because I think we closed on Christmas Eve. So it was a really, really strange time for everyone. But I think there were still shoppers. There were still people wanting to get decorations. And I think people were doing it a lot earlier last year, um, whereas this year people are probably holding out a little bit but maybe wanting to go that extra mile this year yeah. just because of what we missed out on last year yeah exactly and and as you walk into john lewis it is a christmas fest isn't it you know the lights the twinkly trees everything going on uh, what seasonal trends are you seeing so for john lewis this year we've gone for seven key themes through john lewis and they're all connected uh, by the idea of the British landscape so from Snowy Mountain which for example is inspired by the uh, Scottish Highlands, Festive Field which is inspired by the farm and its land and a blush coast which is um, one of our smaller themes this year at John Lewis so there's a bit of a mixture. And I see, I've seen some of that so that what did you call it a blush coast now tell us some of the things because I saw a starfish bauble and it did look very nice and it did look very pink. I'm loving that. It goes from the blue blush whale as well, uh, which is one of the key decorations in that theme, along with mermaids, starfish. Um, yeah, it's extraordinary. Who doesn't love a Christmas mermaid, eh? <laughs> but they do look yeah. good, don't they? They look ever so cute. So everything that's sort of Christmassy, all your trees and decorations, you've got all of that stuff there. And then there are other bits of Christmas going on around John Lewis? Yeah, so we've got our workshop this year, which um, is all bookable events and experiences for customers to be able to book onto. Um, so anything from Christmas wreath making, Christmas jumper making, um, create your own Christmas table, um, how to dress the perfect tree with our home design stylist. So there's lots and lots of activity and it's all bookable via experiences.johnlewis.com. I do love that. The wreath making, what else was there? A Christmas jumper making. If I came to that, I'd be expecting to stay for about five days and still not have it right. It still comes out with three arms or something. It's, it's an hour session um, and you bring along your, your jumper and you work with the craft team um, and they'll basically enable you to have the skills to be able to, to deliver that. And again, it's about you know bringing families together and being able to do those activities together as a family. That's cute. And... This year is a little bit different to last year because party season is back on. We're going into it tentatively, but actually the few do's that I've been to already, everybody's totally overexcited. Oh, yeah. What's going on sort of clothes-wise? So um, we've actually just launched the party pop-up um, in women's fashion, which got various brands involving, you know, sequins, glitter. Um, yeah, it's definitely the party season this year. Um, and we've got personal stylists that are dressing the shop floor and giving our customers what they need for fashion all things fashion really and um what's your favorite so we were talking about christmas trees and all the different themes um 
so I think this year for me personally is decorating my house and really going for it with the with the decorations. But this year, uh, John Lewis um, have got a rainbow bauble, which personally stands out for me. Um, it's something I'd really like to highlight. I think it goes towards a great course. It's back for another year. We did a rainbow um, decoration last year as well, um, but it's back in the theme of a heart-shaped bauble. Um, and we're donating 25% of the bauble's retail price to the NHS charities this year. So I think that's one real key importance for me. That's Mercedes, the brand experience manager at John Lewis, telling us what they have in store this year. That idea of a special pop-up shop for stuff for going out-out in is a great concept. Isn't it? Still to come, we're going to talk to the European marketing director of Lego, who will tell us what's big this year in their store. <laughs> Lego's always big at Christmas, right? I have to tell you about my crazy day last week. Um, on the Thursday, um, it was Christmas light switch on. Um, but earlier in the day, I'd been invited along to Beaujolais Day, at Grand Café. And I like Beaujolais Day. I think it's lovely. It's a really lovely idea. So when the French have got all of their bottles of Beaujolais ready to go, here we go, it's the new Beaujolais Day. (laughs) It's red wine. You know what I mean? Right, so it's just an excuse, isn't it? Do you think that they celebrate that in France? Because I've only ever heard of Beaujolais Day happening over here. Maybe they've just been really clever and they've sold this marketing concept to the rest of the world and actually all they do is just (laughs) laugh and count the money on Beaujolais Day. Yeah, it's like Guinness Day. I mean, that's pretty much St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? (laughs) Well, anyway, they've marketed it and I was going along to a Beaujolais Day, but I knew that I was busy in the morning. I'd have to race straight to the lunch and then get straight off from there to go and pick Little up from school. What I didn't realise was it was going to take so long to try the Beaujolais and then sit down at our table for dinner. So first of all, we had like a, what do they call it? An amuse-bouche. Something like that, isn't it? Like, so it's your pre-starter. That's exactly how they call it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you not appreciating my accent? (laughs) No, it's great. It's great. Carry on. I can't wait to hear more. (laughs) So then we have the starter come out. I know, it was cheese and crab tart. Nice. That's not French. (laughs) But it was lovely. And then it starts to get up towards the the culmination. You know, the, the main course is coming out. It's beef bourguignon. That's how they say it. <laughs> we've had can-can dancers on and we've tried the Beaujolais, all of that stuff. And, and I realise that it's getting on time-wise and I'm going to have to leave. Bless them at Grand Café. I went up to the manager and I said, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to go and do the school pickup. Any chance I might be able to get my main course to take away? Well, they did me a main course and a dessert to take away. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet of them. Isn't it? Isn't it? So I sort of had my Beaujolais day lunch at home in the evening. <laughs> that sounds like a total win. You got to try the wine, you got to enjoy the entertainment and being sociable. You still got out on time for the school run and they gave you a takeaway. 
beautiful thing. Let's go back to West Key and chat to Amy Pearson, who is the marketing director for Lego stores across the whole of Europe. And she gave us a heads up on what the big sellers are this season. We've got a lot of brilliant sets in at the moment. I would say some of the most popular things that we've got at the moment, we've got a fantastic Santa sleigh. So it's Santa on his sleigh with his reindeer, which is just a really lovely set. Whoever you're shopping for, whether you're shopping for, you know, kind of preschool babies, we've got all of our Duplo range, whether it's kids, you know, we've got loads of great stuff in our Lego City range, Lego Friends, one of my personal favourites in the Lego Friends is we've got the Grand Hotel, which is a really big set. I mean, it's got the hotel lobby and all the different hotel rooms, which is just incredible. And my daughter is going to get that one for Christmas, so that's really (laughs) fast. And then we've we've got stuff for adults as well. We launched earlier this year this beautiful flower bouquet. Oh, yes, Um, I've seen it. It's amazing. It's really beautiful. So, you know, it's a really great gift for maybe somebody that hasn't considered Lego before because it, you know, it does look like a flower bouquet. You don't have to worry if you're a person that kills flowers and plants. You know, this is obviously a permanent solution to that. So, right. so we've got really something for, for everyone, however old you are, whatever your passions are, whatever you're into, whether you're into sports, you can buy the Adidas shoe, whether you like <laughs> music. We've got a Fender guitar, so there really is something for everybody. So, yeah, there's some brilliant stuff for Christmas, but the Home Alone is, is definitely, I think, one of our favourites that we've, that we've just like it and um you've got a land rover defender is that right yeah we've got we have i was interested in that one i reckon that that would be really cool to build that i mean we do loads and loads of different vehicles we just launched this year there's a porsche you know there's literally whatever your car or vehicle passion we've got something um, for you. So that's all part of the kind of our, our range that we call the Technic range. Yeah. So yeah, again, you, you know, whoever you're buying for, we've got we've got some really great stuff. What was your favourite, Zoe? What what are you what would you be after? I love all the Lego friends. So my daughter yeah. has got lots of um she's got a vet van that I thought was an ice cream yeah. van. <laughs> we've got a race track with a full on like finish line and building for the finish line. And the favourite bit of that is apparently the toilet. A Lego <laughs> toilet is the funniest thing in the world. And everybody goes there, apparently. I love all the big Cinderella castles and all of yeah. that. I think they're brilliant. And they're so ace to sit down and make. And at the end of it, you just go, yay, this is brilliant. Yeah. So I think that shared family experience of yeah. maybe sitting and watching a film, whether it be Star Wars, whether it be one of the, you know, Disney princess films, you know, I think that shared experience of sitting down as a family, watching that movie together, and then actually being able to sit and build the set that relates to that film, and then being able to role play and act out what you've seen in the films as part of the Lego set, it's, it's just a really nice 
sort of family experience to be able to do that. My son, actually, he's uh, he's seven and he desperately wants the Millennium Falcon. Oh, my gosh. And, and yeah, still doing it next Christmas, eh? (laughs) Again, that thing of sitting and actually watching Star Wars with him and then being able to kind of recreate the different scenes by building, you know, by actually building it and acting it out. I think, you know, it's a really lovely experience for kids, but not just also for kids, for adults as well. Yeah. One of the things that we've, we've seen this year is that I think some of the Lego sets that we've got have really helped people um, with mindfulness and just giving people a bit of time to just kind of sit and create and uh, and really kind of switch off. It's yeah. a little bit of escapism. So I think that's a, a really nice thing. The other thing I'd love to just mention to you as well, when we talk about like families sitting down together, but we've got a campaign running at the moment called Build to Give. And what we're asking um, people to do is to create a star. So to sit down and build a star out of Lego bricks. And for every one of those stars that is shared on social media with the hashtag Build to Give, we will donate sets to children in need through various different children's charities. So they go to children's hospitals, children's homes, etc. So so children that um, maybe wouldn't get the opportunity to play with Lego bricks. If anyone's listening to this and is looking for something to do with their, you know, with their kids in the build up to Christmas, we'd yeah. love people to create their own star and, and to share it on social with the hashtag build to give It's a really nice thing to do it in that lead up to Christmas time. That's Amy Pearson, the European marketing director for Lego, telling us what's going to be big this season. And do you know, I kind of miss the fact that my kids aren't into Lego anymore. Christmas Day always meant trying to do a Christmas dinner and trying to build a huge piece of Star Wars Lego that I was doing single-handedly. Yes. With no help whatsoever. (laughs) But did you buy it for them or did you buy it for you? Always for them. But I think I spoiled them because I was the one who always did the building part. Oh. But a little bit of me liked it because it reminded me of being a child myself because I would always get Lego at Christmas. It is, isn't it? There's a funny sort of throwback with Lego. You you get... It's it's like colouring, isn't it? You get involved in it. It's a real sort of mesmerising thing to do. Lego turns us all into time travellers, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Transports you back to your childhood, doesn't it? Now, I bet I know where you were last Sunday evening. Go on. Watching the telly. Ah, the audience with Adele. Could we love Adele anymore? I spent the whole time looking at the audience going, Yes! Oh, there's... Oh, look, there's... It was incredible. And what was really funny was picking out the celebrities that didn't know the words. <laughs> like Alan Carr as he tries to lead an entire palladium to make me feel my love. Yes. <laughs> that was ace. And Emma Thompson just going mad for it. Just loving it, wasn't mm. she? There was an awful lot of love for Adele in that room. Wasn't there? But the one that I kept sort of transfixed on was Boy George. And I know he always wears a hat, but don't wear a hat as big as that to an audience with Adele. Four rows back couldn't see her. (laughs) That would be really irritating. You'd be so excited to get a ticket. I'm going to see an audience with Adele. I'm going to see. Everybody's invited. All the big names are there. And there's Boy George in front of you and you can't see Jackal because his hat... Is obscuring the entire stage. And I I feel for those people because I'm not particularly tall. And I think that at gigs, 
people with hats and tall people like it's like if you should if you're over six foot you should go to the back that's not fair. They should make tall people stand either at the back or at the side. Yes, agreed. It should be sort of stadium seating, but it's just the, the level of your heads. When tickets are sold, you must declare your height at the point of purchase. Yes, but I wanted to stand with him. Yeah, but you're four foot eleven and he's six foot seven. <laughs> well, if you're going to go with the tall person to a gig, you're just going to have to accept the fact that you're going to have to sit either at the back or at the side. Yes, yes, you're right. Or, um, and I've done this a couple of times, um, if you go with a tall person and you can't see anything, go on their shoulders. So I am very, very, very excited that Las Iguanas is coming to West Quay, one of my favourite places and I've had so many good nights out, is the Lazaganus on the South Bank in London because it's just literally over the road from Waterloo Station. I would quite often get the train up. My friend would get the train down from Milton Keynes. Yeah. We'd meet at Lazaganus. We'd have a messy night, get the last train home. Jobs are good. Nice. And now... I'll be able to have that same experience in West Quay because Lazaguanas is coming. We caught up with Ed, the ops manager for the new site in West Quay, and he told us more about what we can expect. We've not had a site in uh, in Southampton yet. We've found a great site in West Quay. Yeah. So we're really excited. And yeah, what we're going to bring is pretty much our carnival atmosphere, if you like. Yeah, every day is pretty much a celebration, really. Uh, we're a very vibrant brand, as you'll kind of see from from our decor when you get to see the site. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we focus on really good, great food made from scratch. Um, we've got uh, a very talented chef here in all of our restaurants prepare food on-site fresh daily. And I guess the, the big other draw for us would be two-for-one cocktails, which is massively popular. So it's two-for-one cocktails. Is that just all day, every day? It is, yeah. Oh, all day, what? Every day. Okay, you know, you know the line. You have me at hello. You have me at two for one, Ed. <laughs> and what kind Good. of food is it? It's obviously Latin American, so we've got dishes from kind of all over South and Central America. Quite a lot of Brazilian classic, famous uh, dishes like the shim shim, which is uh, kind of chicken and crayfish, uh, creamy oh. lime peanut curry. Um, we've got other similar dishes like maqueca, which is a great Brazilian, kind of a bit, bit more of a soupy type curry. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a lot of Mexican classics, obviously things like nachos, empanadas, fajitas, obviously one of our big sellers. Yeah. But then we've got other stuff in there as well, uh, really. So like Argentinian steak, um, we do some great burgers and loads of great tapas. What's your favourite on the menu? To be honest, it's a bit hard to choose. Um, we've got a couple, really, I'll give you. Yeah. Um, on the on the kind of normal main menu that doesn't that runs all year round, probably uh, the Cuban sandwich. Probably not one for the waistline, but um, <laughs> it's great comfort food. Uh, okay. I absolutely love it. So that's always my kind of my go-to. What's in um, it? If we're moving, uh, well, it's um, pork belly, yeah. ham, mustard. Oh. Oh. Uh, it's in a great bun, which is um, kind of pressed. Okay. Um, it's got a really crisp um, kind of caramelised butter edge. It's great. Um, but then if we're coming into the festive period, something we have on our Christmas menu a lot, which is cha-cha chorizo, um, which is, yeah, smoky pork and garlic chorizo, raisin oh. onions and red wine. It is beautiful. So very much look forward to that every kind of December time. So, yeah, you can get that in Southampton. And what about yeah. cocktails? I mean, do you go with the classics or is there your own take on it? Yeah, we have to have a lot of classics. 
on our menu. We yeah. try to have uh, classics that have got like a twist on them, if you like. But you know, when people go out, they generally a lot of the time people will go with um, you know what they know. So we've obviously got things like called some martini, espresso martini. They're a couple of our biggest sellers. But then we've got other things like vanilla mai tai, which is you know a twist on. A classic Mai Tai, mm-hmm. um, that's very popular. And I guess for the big drinkers, one of our biggest selling ones would be um, the Zombie, which is lots of different types of rum. Uh, it's a very long drink. Um, I know the Zombie. Many of them. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sounds like it's familiar with them. Um, all right, cool, good. But that's yeah, no, terrible, they're, they're, isn't it? I shouldn't know the Zombie. I should never admit to it either, should I? <laughs> so you're opening the 29th at West Key, yeah. the food bit. That's what we call that end of uh, of West Key. And uh, it's going to be a carnival, right? Yeah, I mean, when you see the inside, it's incredibly colourful. Some great kind of spray-painted artwork all the way around um, the back of the restaurant, which is incredibly bright and colourful. And yeah, I can't you know, wait to see it take off, really. That was Ed, the ops manager for Las Iguanas, which is opening soon in West Key, the food bit. <laughs> it's always that. It's always that. Um, yeah, super excited for Las Iguanas. So that's going to open very, very soon. Uh, right, I've got some other things going on around Southampton with Visit Southampton, make it a Christmas to remember in Southampton. The Christmas walking trail has started. Actually, coming home from school yesterday, my daughter bought home one of these walking trails the christmas walking trail and there's two of them one is the south pole one is the north pole bedford place and the high street otherwise known (laughs) as um this runs until christmas eve you can get all the details on the website visit southampton there are prizes to be won so basically it will give you clues as to where you need to go you need to go to different shops and food outlets and all sorts of stuff and you collect the letters and and then you have to make a Christmas phrase. When you've got that Christmas phrase, you take that to somewhere else where they'll tell you and you get a prize. Exciting stuff. What else is going on? McFly have announced that they are going to play Chute and Glen next summer. Uh, we have Hedge End and Botley Craft Crawl Christmas Market. That's not easy to say. Um, that's at Wilden School on December the 4th. And then I love this. Baby raves are brilliant. Mini ravers are having their Christmas event at Vodka Revs in Bedford Place, December the 5th. Mini ravers is a great concept. A friend of mine, Liam, is involved. He was telling me how much fun it is for the parents. Yes, it totally is. It's totally about the parents. (laughs) It's, look, if you are an old cheesy quaver, you can take your kids clubbing and they enjoy it as well because actually it's all geared towards the kids. But the music you're listening to you're going oh I'm 20 years younger (laughs) and the kids love it as well so it's all very exciting it's a great little concept that so there's some great ideas and you can always find out what's happening by visiting the what's on section of our website and keeping an eye on our socials too we're everywhere you would expect us to be online and if there's anything going on that you think that we should know about maybe we should get you on for an interview or anything happening around the SO postcode, then get in touch via our socials or on our website. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 